My mother was very familiar with her neighborhood, but one day she stopped at the stop sign and she wasn't even really sure where she was at. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Today on Watching Your Wealth, what the wealthy do to make more money. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Winnie Sun is a financial advisor and founder of The Sun Group. Welcome, Winnie. Thank you, Veronica, for having me. Great to have you. So, you from oh, your yeah. yeah, yeah. So, from your experience, you said there's a few things that the wealthy do to make more money, and one of those first things you said is that they diversify, and we know this is so important. So, tell us more about it. Oh, absolutely. You know, the, the the wealthy are very big on diversification, not so much on different advisors, but they like to invest in things like real estate, be it personal or commercial or income real estate. And they also like to diversify in their investments, not just in their traditional investments, but also things like uh, private equity, you know, VC, uh, early startup phase companies. That's that's really popular, especially here on the West Coast. I'm sure, yeah, being out in California, that's I would think that's huge. Not only maybe founding some of these companies, but also trying to find that next Uber or whatever that next hot company mm-hmm. is. I think that's fascinating. Also, saw a couple studies that private equity is just so hot among the wealthy. It's become, you know, they've sort of backed away somewhat from hedge funds, and private equity has taken more of a focus. So I think that's pretty interesting. Um, Absolutely. Another thing you said is they watch their spending. Now, I like this one because some people will say, oh, well, they're wealthy. Why are they watching their spending? And what, what do you say to that one? Yeah, absolutely not the case. I think the wealthy, a lot of a lot of the wealth uh, is from people who have uh, been self-made. So they are very in tune with what they were at before and that stage and where they are financially now. And so that doesn't mean they go out and spend and buy elaborate vehicles and elaborate homes. And in fact, many of some of my wealthiest clients um, drive electric vehicles very modestly. They, they like to keep their spending um, down and they're also very big on not overspending. So I had a client, for example, a big new movie executive and she was buying a car and she knew she was getting uh, outpriced and it was just not appropriate. So we just went in and helped her negotiate the price down. So they, they're very in tune on not overspending. And, and do you think that's a generational thing? For example, are younger, wealthier people less likely to spend because they've seen, you know, 2008, they've seen the the dot-com the bubble burst, they, they've gone through some of these issues, or, or not necessarily, maybe it's people of all age that, is, that you see are a little bit more cautious? Um, yeah, I, I think in all ages, they're a lot more cautious. I mean, I think we've all been through the market crash, either our parents or ourselves, and um and I think uh, the whole mantra of work-life balance, right, it's all about not having to have everything. So you don't need to have the biggest cars or the biggest homes, but having some sort of balance in between, but really a focus on on lifestyle, focus on travel and time with your family. That's definitely a theme that we find very relevant with the, the wealthy. I love that. And also, if you have less overhead, when you do hit those tough times, you have less stress because you don't have to 
pay for a mortgage that is outside of your budget. Technically, you're already living below your means. And so when you need to tighten your belt, it almost comes naturally or a lot easier to you than if you were paying mortgages on multiple homes. So that's something Mm -hmm. to keep in mind. Another thing I like Absolutely. like what you said is that the wealthy are often ready to shop when the going gets tough. What did you mean by that one? Well, you know, this kind of goes with our last point of them not over uh, spending too much. So I think the wealthy is very savvy. They know that there are opportunities for them when uh, the market um, contracts. So when the market does... Um, you know, go, we go into difficult times and the Dow and NASDAQ drop, they're actually ready um, with cash in hand to go in and, and bottom fish to buy things when they're down and, and stocks that they like and investments. It could be real estate. They just like to buy uh, when there's less competition. So the wealthy right now aren't in such a hurry to buy into the market or real estate. They really are kind of sitting back and waiting for that retreat. Interesting. When do you do you have a sense? Are people looking for a cer- certain indication to jump in, and what's the signal these days? Yeah, you know, I think uh, well, a lot of my clients are are um, in the movie and television industry, so they do feel and they sense where people are spending, right? In tourism and entertainment, that usually. Uh, they can tell from how much spending is going on in the movie theaters and how that will affect their their bottom line. So um, the, the consensus, at least with my clients in entertainment business, is they do feel like they should have a, another good six to nine months. But after that, they're being very, very much more cautious. So we are right now um, just really um, getting in preparation. So we're still continuing to invest long-term, right? Like everybody else, we're making sure we do dollar cost averaging every single month. But we are also storing cash right now in preparation for when um, the market takes a turn. And how much cash? Like 10%, 20% or? I think it's a higher, it's definitely a higher percentage cash than we normally have. Um, it just depends on the client and their age. And But I would say um, most clients have at least 10%. Um, some closer to 20% of cash that we're looking. We have obviously a, a list of things that we like to invest in long term. And so we're just waiting for those those items to get to a point where we're comfortable. Because um, as you know, when you have money, there's never a shortage of things to buy. Indeed. So we're not in any hurry. Would you be able to share with some of the things you're, you're waiting for, you're looking at? Sure. So um, here in the West Coast, you know, we're always really big fans of things like technology, um, the social stocks. Um, We also love anything that has to do with new energy, you know, like obviously um, electric vehicles. Those are things that are that are very interesting to us. And just because that's something that most of our clients deal with on a day to day basis. But they're also big in terms of um, looking at not only investing in traditional market holds, but also in businesses. So some of our clients are looking to purchase other businesses uh, when the time is right. So diversification, but also having a pretty diverse shopping list of things that they're, they're ready to acquire when the market takes a turn. Interesting. Winnie, we need to take a quick break, but when we come back, I would love to hear what else the wealthy are doing to make more money. My mother was very familiar with her neighborhood, but one day she stopped at the stop sign and she wasn't even really sure where she was at. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. 
Keep tabs on the markets. Listen to WSJ's Money Beat podcast for straight talk on Wall Street that's right on the money. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. Welcome back to Watching Your Wealth. We're speaking with financial advisor Winnie Sun about what the wealthy are doing to make more money. Winnie, one of the things you had said is that the wealthy often value personal branding. And I'm just wondering, what does that have to do so much with <laughs> their wealth? And tell, tell us how that takes shape. Well, this is something I've studied a lot, you know, the idea of personal branding. I think, like, regardless of what we do in life, whether, you know, we are a reporter for the Wall Street Journal or you're a financial advisor, you're a doctor, you're a teacher, I think we all have a responsibility to do personal branding, if not for our clients or for ourselves, right? And what I've noticed with my high net worth clients, they are they are just so in tune and so smooth and so uh, dedicated to the importance of personal branding. You know, back in the day, it used to be called networking and connecting. But the high net worth are such incredibly busy people, and they get invited to about 10 times more events and, and situations than we do. But they are very, very big on attending these events that will help elevate their personal brand. And that's how they select um, what things they do in their spare time. So that's something that I think um, if you're watching the high net worth and you wonder why is it they seem to be everywhere, they do that very strategically and not just for social reasons. So they might be having fun and socializing, but it's also very much networking and, and trying to figure out how I can be in the position so people think of me when that next business mm-hmm. deal or that next job comes along, it sounds like. Yes. Absolutely. And that's also where they learn about a lot of their investments. I mean, outside of their financial advisor, a lot of the things we talked about earlier, like private equity, VC, that is often opportunities that they find themselves, you know, and and that is because um, they do run in similar circles and though they, they participate in events together. And that's how a lot of the times they'll, they'll select their charities as well. It's just um, they stay in a very small um, centers of influence, each of them are fascinating stuff. Thank you so much for joining us, Winnie. No problem. Thank you for having me, Rakanik. My pleasure. And do you have a personal finance question you'd like us to answer? Email us at podcast at DowJones.com. This has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at WSJ.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, check us out at WSJ.com slash podcasts. Become a subscriber on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and now look for us on the Google Play Music app on Android devices.